0: What's up, everybody? This is the Stay the Course Podcast, and I am back in your life. That is right. I'm back in here, baby. It's been a rough, hectic couple weeks, but I got this intro to hopefully uh, uh, lighten up the day, lighten up the mood, get your pump in. Check it out. Uh. <laughs> this is Stay the Course. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh. So, check it out. Uh, I'm steady trying to improve the podcast little by little every single day uh, trying to find out new ways to to bring content to you make it a little bit more original um but it's rough man uh ever since the pandemic thing started uh, uh uh or when the pandemic started I was able to give a lot more time to this but since then i've been back to work full time now for a few weeks and it's been hard it's been so hard guys so i apologize for the delay i'm gonna try to be consistent if i am late uh i'm sorry i may not do one every week but i i will drop something uh it's just uh it's it's difficult it's difficult when you're trying to do everything on your own with that being said uh uh, this podcast was on a Skype video and I had a hard time extracting the video the audio from uh, the video and um, It just so happened that while we were having the conversation uh, the uh, internet out in Georgia uh, is Not as good as the one out, out here in San Diego. Sorry, Maggie. I'm throwing you under the bus, but it broke down the signal broke down like three times so um, I'm doing the best I did the best to splice whatever audio I had Um no guarantee that it's gonna it's gonna flow smoothly it does sound okay but you will see that there is a missing chunk of conversation um and part of it was my fault too because i did not hit record big dummy uh so anyways with that being said um i hope you guys like the intro I hope you guys uh, continue to support the Stay the Course podcast. Check out the website at www.staythecoursesd.com. Come to hit me up on uh, Instagram, Stay the Course SD. At the Twitter, Stay the Course SD. On Facebook, I got the page, Stay the Course SD. Oh, man, I don't, I don't even know what else to say. For everyone that has supported me, I thank you so much. I love you. Uh, continue to uh, send those messages to me. Uh, they're, they're encouraging. I love it, so uh, just a big shout out to everyone on the Instagram that's been following, everyone that's been tuning in. Um, with that being said, uh, the, the conversation coming up is with Maggie Robles. She is from uh, uh, here originally in San Diego, uh, relocated to Georgia, the state of the peach, I believe. And she is doing big things, overcoming domestic violence, getting her life together, first-time homeowner, and she's doing it right. Welcome, Maggie Robles, to the State of the Course podcast. Boom.
1: I am recording, so I'm assuming that you're that you're on there as uh, as well. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. All right. So um, usually, usually, I do this crazy uh, uh, introduction. This is the State of the Course podcast. Blah 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 blah. But today we're just gonna get right into it. What's up, dude? How you doing?
2: Good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. So um, I was saying before we actually started recording that uh, it was a trip to like hear your voice, man, because uh, it took me back to when I was just a little youngster. 14, hey, yeah. I mean, not that we're that much. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, there's a uh, there's not that much of an age difference,
2: yeah. but
1: it just took me right back to that. 14, 15 year old uh kid mm-hmm. and when, when when I met you and uh and everybody for like the first time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, maybe I was a little bit older, but right around there, right around there.
2: Yep. Remember when we first met? I do. I think I met you with Renee and Joe.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: we were all
1: on uh, we were all at Kiko's the, house on uh hotel, like the, man. The Wu-Tang first, first first <laughs> of all, where where are you right now?
2: I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, um, but I'm actually like, I say Atlanta because everybody knows Atlanta, but I right. actually live in a country, it's called Conyers, which is in Rockdale County, part of Georgia, which is like 30 miles east of Atlanta.
1: Yeah. And um, how, did, how did you end up out there, out there man? What the, what the heck happened, man?
2: Yeah, so like in uh, 2017, I got promoted to become a a technical engineer at my job. And then they relocated me. So I've pretty much been out here ever since. And then pretty much uh, I'm fully retired and just enjoying life. And I I bought a house in the process.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hold on. How how old are you, Meg? (laughs)
2: 44. Really? Yeah. And you're fully retired already? Yeah, I'm retired. Not working
1: right Is it through
2: Cox? Yeah, well, I'm retired, but yeah, that was my last job. Mhm.
1: You and you were with them pretty much uh, your whole career then.
2: Uh, pretty much 20 years. Wow. Why yeah. did you stay long? Um it just it, it just didn't work out the way I I wanted it to work out and um I, and I this is what I feel like God has a plan and I was renting and I was tired of renting and that mm. was my chance to buy a house. So with my money, I bought a house.
1: Nice, dude. Mm. What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, the house selling for out in Georgia?
2: <laughs> so this house, this house was on sale for 208k and this house right here, it's about mm, it's about a good over I want to say it's about 3500 square feet um
1: the house or the whole the lot? house
2: the house the lot is like it's an acre and a half <laughs> yeah so you know this house in california you know it's gonna be like a million dollars easy maybe more
1: oh dude easily man we're me e- and my wife uh we've been kind of like on we're we're working we're steady working to try to get a house here man but Half a million dollars for a decent like house, you know? And I'm not very handy, Maggie, so I don't wanna buy a house that I have to work on because mm-hmm. it's just it's just gonna be more money that has to come out of my pocket. Yep. And I don't have that money. Yep. So we're looking for houses just turnkey ready. I don't know if that's the right turn Yeah, right okay. term but that's what I'm looking for. But man, an anchor and thirty five hundred square feet. Uh, how many bedrooms?
2: Uh four bedroom, three bath, and then shoot, that's not counting that I have two kitchens. I got a dining room, I got a two-car garage, I got a gym, I got an executive office, I got an entertainment room with a full bar, um, I got a, a guest suite with its own bathroom, and yeah, it's just, it's huge. That's not counting like the sunroom and the patio deck, and a, I got a shed that's almost as big as some studios are for rent.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, 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 that's crazy. How long do you have the pool? Huh? you have a pool?
2: No, so no pool, but um, that's part of my renovation plans.
1: <laughs> wow, how yeah. much renovation? The, ha- community, uh, re-
2: the community has a pool.
1: Okay, how yeah. much, oh, so, so is it a community like
2: area? I, I'm in a, it's not gated community, but I am in what's called Nantucket, it's, um, which is Rockdale Estates. So it's a really nice neighborhood. Yeah.
1: So every so every home has its acre of land, pretty much, and you guys already Some up. have
2: some have bigger lots.
1: Yeah, I think I saw it. Didn't, didn't I? Might have seen a picture where or an image where you had deer running across your across your lawn. Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Jeez, man,
2: that's, that's See,
1: bizarre, everything
2: man. from owls, from owl, uh, I even saw armadillo the other day.
1: Oh, that's cool. You know the owl thing. I'm glad you talk you you touched that, man, because I'm a big raptor uh, raptor fan right now. Are huge <laughs> on like falcons and eagles and hawks and, and and owls. Anything that has talons and feathers and a beak to kill, I, I'm like geeking out for that kind of stuff. What kind of what kind of owls do you, do you guys get out there? Do you know, uh, or is it, it just kind it, of like, I can't tell. It's,
2: it's kind of far, but it, it looks like a brown spotted owl.
1: Okay, are they the kind that have like the? Uh, do you have do you see the horn? Yeah. So the horned owl. So, this, yep. so they don't they don't actually do the who, They do the the screeching.
2: I think it did hoo because I was like we were like hooing back to it and it was hooing back. <laughs> I think
1: that's like, a, that's like a, a a natural thing that when you hear someone uh, an owl go whoo, you, you want yeah. to try uh, to replicate that. Yep, <laughs> I do that too, man. That's cool. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it's crazy, Max. Jeez, uh, man, 44, you're retired out in Georgia. Okay. You know, that's uh, a really I- good time.
2: I honestly, I do plan on starting a new career, but um, right now, uh, not right now. But I do want to like. I mean, obviously, I'm still young. I could put in another 20 years, build up another 401k, and build and make another pension, hopefully. But right now, I'm just enjoying life.
1: That's not a bad. That's not a bad thing to do. Um, I saw you enjoying life with uh, with heavy artillery the other day. <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> Can't, well, mags, yeah. you can take mags out the hood, but you can't take the hood out of mags. What's up?
2: <laughs> That's because you know with everything going on, not not that anything bad's gonna happen here, but you just I, you just don't know. My house is so big. I mean, if someone breaks in, I I don't want to not have to be protected, and I want to protect my home. Right. Yeah, so yeah, we do got forty cal, um, Beretta, and a an AR fifteen.
1: You heard that, fellas or anybody out there trying to break into the max place, they got a 40-cal?
2: Because of COVID-19, everything's on hold.
1: Right. Yeah. That's crazy. So how, how has COVID-19 been over with you? Uh,
2: it doesn't even affect me, because, like, honestly, I have everything that I want and need in my house. Uh, I mean, I have a whole movie theater downstairs. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I have everything I need at my house, so I really haven't left it. But, um... I, if anything, I miss exploring Georgia, but right now, because of everything that's going on, I just choose to stay home.
1: Yeah. How uh, how crazy or did it have a large effect in uh, Georgia, the whole uh, George Floyd thing and all the riots uh, and all that stuff? Yeah.
2: That, well, major... It had a major impact in the city of Atlanta. Like I said, I'm 30 miles east of it, so it really don't affect me at all at all here. But down there, yeah, there's a lot of protests. There's a lot of, um, I, I don't know if you've seen it on the news, like they burned down a Wendy's because, like, Rayshard Brooks passed away. Rest in peace. Like, you know, he was murdered. And then, you know, we just got... So much going. I mean, Atlanta is the home of civil rights, so everybody knows mm-hmm. Atlanta as like the birthplace for the civil rights movement. So, on one hand of it, it's like all this chaos is happening in our city. Businesses are being destroyed, and it, it's sad because um, a lot of these businesses are minority-owned businesses. <laughs> it's like um, they've been saying that people are coming in from. Other places and doing it because we just I can't imagine an Atlantan doing something like that because most people here in Atlanta are proud. Mm, that's yeah. crazy.
1: That's, a, that's actually a good point because if if the businesses are minority owned or which we should actually look at the majority owned, right? Because yeah. I mean, think about the the colored the colored skin, if I can put it that way, or the ethnic uh, variation is probably. Of compared to just the white, it just happens—the white skin, the Caucasian skin. You know, yeah. I think I think we're pretty. I don't think we're the minority anymore if we get together.
2: No, no, exactly. You know
1: what I mean? And I think that's part of the—that's part of the idea and reasoning of everything that is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot of uh, uh, color crime over there, like here in San Diego, or on at least on my social media? I wouldn't say San Diego, but on my social media. Right now, there's a lot of things going on between like black and brown, and they go
2: that's I mean, crazy. What,
1: what is that. happening here?
2: I, I just read that just like literally this morning. I saw something shared, and I'm like, wow, that's really happening? Because, you know, we, me and you both know we grew up right there in Lomita yeah. Village. And that, that was never an issue.
1: I'm
2: hearing now something about some stuff going on in Los Angeles. I'm just like, I find that unbelievable. I mean, I, it's clearly. Because of everything going on, I think it has a lot of people on that sensitive side, on the edge, and I just don't. I don't know if it's the younger crowd; they just, you know, they're not from our time. Yeah, grow up the way we grew up.
1: Yeah, no, no, man. I, I, I always tell um, I tell people that for some strange reason. So I guess I grew up with a lot of uh, a lot of black dudes. Yeah, a
2: lot me of too. Black dudes. Me you know, too.
1: Skyline, you know, the the yep. virus, everyone, 80s, whatever you want to call them. Be. You know, I grew up with a lot of them. And not necessarily all of them were that. I'm just saying that that was, like, the affiliations of and friendships that we had. You know what I mean? And um, I feel really comfortable talking with, with, with black folks. Yeah, I, me too. I have this uh, black dude uh, that that I go to church with, and his, his name is Ray. I love Ray to death, man. And he's an older guy. Ron, and all that stuff. And uh, I get along great with the guy. You know, I, I sometimes I feel like I have more problems or more issues talking with people of my own skin or my own race because I always, especially when I mean, now that you're older, it's not the same. But when you were younger, it was like, you know, if you're in your 20s, you can't go be, be like, hey, what's up to somebody because all of a sudden now you want to start beef. You know what I mean? Yeah, you right. At each other funny. It's just a, a weird, weird thing. I always, uh, I always think back about some of these moments when we, when I was younger, and and the whole neighborhood thing, as crazy as it sounds. I almost when I got older I'd look back and go like, Yeah, I don't even, I don't even understand it. Like I don't know this person and yet here here we here we are trying to be like, Hey uh what's your problem? And I'm like Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. I mean when I got yeah. older it didn't make sense, but when you're young and you're, you're
2: it's like you're young and dumb. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're just young, dumb, deaf and blind, dude. So yeah. it's a trip, man. Hey, you know what though? Uh, real quick, I, I got you know what I got a reunion coming up here with reunion? everybody from the block? Oh really? We're gonna do. We're gonna do a podcast, dude.
2: Oh dude, that's gonna be dope.
1: It's gonna be fun, dude. I got a reunion with. Uh, it's gonna be Renee. Yep. It's gonna be, which is weird. I and and when I when I asked him if he would come on, he was like, Yeah, bro, no problem. I was like, Nah, yeah. this dude doesn't want to do this. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny's <laughs> oh, gonna come shoot. on.
2: Kenny? Yeah, oh Kenny. Yeah. Joe's
1: gonna come on. And oh. we're also a Pete.
2: Oh my God, that's gonna be funny.
1: <laughs> so and and like, dude. At the same time, I'm hell nervous, man. I'm like, because I haven't seen a lot of these guys yeah. in years, man. So it's like, but it's like, okay, because me, I, I'm a complete fool. I still act like I'm 20 years old, 25 years old. I'm 42 years old. I just turned 43.
2: Yeah, you're right I, by me. I'm like 44. 44.
1: Yeah. So when, when, when are you turning 44?
2: No, I am 44. I'm going to be when 45. You, when's your birthday? Uh, January 3rd.
1: Okay, so you still got some time before you get to that 45th. <laughs> and uh, so these guys are gonna come over, and in my mind I'm thinking, man, are they older? Do they act more mature than me? Are they- <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still a child, bro. That's I'm still funny. a child. I, I wish, I wish, I, I turned 43, and I was telling my buddy at work, I'm like, dude, i I must be a, a disappointment for 43 years old, for 43 year old groups. You know what I mean? Because I I have I don't act like 40 like 43. As a matter of fact. I don't know what a forty-three-year-old person's supposed to act like, you know. So I just <laughs> go like, eh, whatever, you know. Yeah. But uh, it is—it is a trip, man. It's a trip that I—that sometimes I look at myself and I go, "You haven't changed one bit, dude." But even though there has been a lot of changes, uh, how do you feel at forty-five? Do you still feel the same, or do you feel like, oh, uh, I know? feel like
2: I don't look my age, so I feel pretty good. Like, I, do I feel like I could get healthier? Yeah, but you know, I love to eat. Uh-huh. my mags cafe
1: i wanted to talk about that you got that next cafe man
2: yeah i've just been like self-promoting for a while now because like my dream is to open a restaurant but i'm gonna start with a food truck Dude, so that's not a bad idea why don't you why don't
1: you working on offices, uh, oh, actually, actually don't listen to me i'm not a i'm not a business uh <laughs> advisor like that but just like a little catering thing would be cool because uh I had a, I had a guest on here the, the other day, uh, uh, fat the fat dude, and he was uh he was talking about he doesn't have any uh, he doesn't have what do you call it brick and mortar place he doesn't even have a food truck uh, a truck he has a he has a pickup truck he loads up his grill he loads up whatever he has and he goes out and slings uh, what do you say Philly uh, uh, cheesesteak steak uh, sandwiches that's yeah. what he does yeah, you know yeah. and I've, I've seen your uh, your menu, per se, on the on, on the Instagram. That looks pretty dope.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I got a, quite a bit of a following. I've done a few polls just to see, like, would people come out to my restaurant. And I'm like, I, I actually have a, a pretty good following.
1: Yeah, I saw that, man. 1,400 people, man. What in the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> what are you doing out in Georgia? 1,400 people. I'm barely, I'm at like 195, dude. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to give money away and like nobody wants the money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah, I know. I saw when you did that and I'm like, oh no, I think someone else needs the money more than me. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's so weird, man. Uh, Like after I did it, so now I I had a few people do it. So I was like, okay. It's getting. I said that I was gonna that I wanted to do it. The, the whole idea was, when I did that, the premise was to show people what I wanted to do, but they started doing it, so I was like, okay, well, let me at, at the very least get this out of the way because I think they 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 thought that it was like now let's do it now, you know. But I wanted I wanted to actually get an opinion <clears throat> to see because it's only fifty bucks, and fifty bucks I mean fifty bucks uh, just uh, whatever, but. I wanted to go ahead and um and, and see if I can increase the following, not because oh my follow following means uh you know legitimizes anything, because there's a good chance yeah. this podcast, there's a good chance that nobody will listen. Luckily, luckily we have people that I have people that do. And I and I can see it on my website because I get I got I check the analytics on it and I can see when it spikes up and then when it spikes yeah. down, I can you know yep. what I mean? so so hopefully so now but basically what I'm saying is that I got to give 50 bucks away now to the people that did drawing just to keep my word to them and also uh, see what's up but after I did that I really sat back and thought you know what if I'm doing it for followers I'm doing it for the wrong reasons I don't want to do anything for followers I don't really care for followers Mm -hmm. but I do does that make sense? it's like a double edged sword like I don't want I don't want to feel like followers legitimizes anything that I'm trying to do here, or that uh, you know, and not or not having them doesn't make. Um,
2: yeah, no, I but uh, if
1: the podcast makes,
2: yeah, you
1: know, how do you feel about th- things like that?
2: No, I think that's a good idea. You're doing that, but um, maybe also what you could do is like promote promote the um, podcast you're gonna do before you air it
1: oh yeah 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 so that that is the other thing the problem with promoting the podcast before uh, so I, I usually try to do it uh, the day before or maybe a couple of days before uh, you know to get the idea out there to get it in people's faces but uh usually I have like two or three podcasts lined up before they drop you mm-hmm. know because I want to drop them on Wednesday I took a break last uh, last week last uh, last Saturday
0: because
1: yeah. it's Fourth of July. Yeah. So yours, here, I'm gonna finalize everything tonight. Schedule it to drop on the on the app on the website. Everything on you know uh, on Wednesday, so it'll drop this Wednesday instead of two three weeks down the line, which is usually yeah. what happens because of the backup that I have. Yeah. yeah. So. So back, back to San, San Diego, Mags. Um, uh, you, I know that you, you you have a pretty tremendous story. And I don't know all the details. And obviously, I don't know if you want to share them. But we talked about Kiko and all that and the family. Um, speaking of that, what, 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 how do you feel when, when these times come back around, you know, remembering the death and all yeah. that? I mean, what do you... Do you try to like not focus on the death and focus on the celebrate the life of these guys?
2: I do. I mean, I think okay. at first it was it definitely was hard for me at first. Uh, I was actually severely depressed. But now now it's more about the celebration of life and just trying to remember all the good memories instead of um, focusing on the bad on what the the event that, you know, that took their life. I rather focus on the good, the positives that came from just me knowing them
1: yeah share share with us one of the best memories that you have with frank and kiko and i'll share one too uh
2: honestly i think when he (laughs) it's kind of like it's sentimental but you know when he cut my when he cut both of my boys umbilical cords you know he's been there since day one he's been there for life and he was a he was a good dad he was he uh, honestly, he, I mean, I think I was working a lot and I didn't have that time that he had to spend with them. So he really went all in 100 percent with my kids, like taking them to the park, um, putting them in sport. If it wasn't for him, they and even when he passed, like I couldn't keep up with it because I just I didn't have that. I'm, I was a full time working mother, you know, I did not have time that I and I definitely couldn't afford Keep my kids in in sports, so a lot of stuff ended when he passed. So it was just very sad, but he was a good dad, and my kids loved him.
1: That's um, that that's actually uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy that you say that because uh, if you know you remember uh, Pete Vetta I had him on the podcast. Uh huh. So he's actually gonna come on uh, beginning and middle of, of August. And uh, we're actually going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the the role of fathers in, in 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 homes, you know? Um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, my dad was never—he was around, but he never like got me into sports. He never really was involved in, per yeah. se, you know. Uh, he just—he was a provider. He made sure that I had a roof at the very least and something to eat. Yeah. Okay. And me, on the other hand, I do everything. I mean, I bought, man, sometimes I feel like I ruined my kids. I buy them crap that they don't need. I buy them, I mean, luckily they're not jonesing for, like, top-notch clothing brands right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but my oldest is 13, and he's probably going to start asking for some stuff soon. Yeah. I already know it's coming. I want to do it, too. I, I mean, my parents can afford it, but I can, I can afford it, and I can do it if I choose to. And more than likely I will, but I will probably try to, like, uh, negotiate with them and be like, I need more responsibility yeah. to from you but um, you know I've invested almost all my energy this is the first time that i doing this project the podcast that I've actually stopped oh man I did. I just noticed that the stay the, the state of course has been at the top <laughs> it's saddy you're right I, I thought it was on the email <laughs> that I sent you but oh I, I, that's funny <laughs> I was like oh damn that's what she's talking about
2: yeah I can't um, you <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: Dude, it's so hard. It's I'm I'm trying to listen to you. I'm like trying to get closer to, to the screen because it is very low, but I can't hear you. So it is very low. So when I when I hear things, uh, I'm I'm like really uh, forcing myself to like get dig into your into your mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. So so uh, what was I saying? Thirteen uh, year old teen. Oh, being involved. I I've spent hours coaching soccer we do soccer we do, i don't want my boys doing football um and i i kind of want him to try it out in high school you know just to kind of but man I, I was i'm terrified to get get them all you know damaged you know what i'm saying yeah. um uh your boys played football right i'm sorry that's your boys played football
2: yeah uh tony did play football he played baseball too
1: yeah, what was his favorite? What did he choose At what what did he prefer out of both?
2: I think he liked it. I think he liked football. Football, yeah. But, did, yeah.
1: But, uh, well, Tony is your oldest, and what is your youngest name? Danny. Danny. And, Danny, did Danny play anything?
2: No, because, look, when geko passed away, Danny was five years old. T- mm-hmm. Tony was – and Tony actually was there. He actually suffers PTSD because of it. And I think it affected I think it affected Danny later on in life, like I kid you not, I think I wanna say he was in junior high in the shower and he just started crying out of nowhere and I was like like I thought he got hurt. And I said, Hey, what's wrong? And he just told me that he really missed them so much and I was like, Wow, that hurts you know. Mm. So it, yeah, I think crazy. It, it hit him like later. Like I think he just thought of everything. Like missed everything. I think he missed the family and stuff. And with Tony, I think it just traumatized him because he was there. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, that's um, that's not something easy, man. Has has he gone or have you guys tried to incur?
2: Yeah, him? we did. Like we did counseling. It's like, Um, I, I actually, like, before I I left San Diego, like, um, I was very involved in church and I was, I was a member of the Southern Encanto Southern Baptist, which is primarily, you know, black, but, um, um, I was really involved in that church and I, I did a lot of counseling and I did not just through them, but through work as well. They offer counseling. So we did, we did that. And I was going to like a depression clinic. Um, but it's just, I think it just hit, hit them harder, especially Tony.
1: No, well, you said he was there at the, at the scene. Yeah,
2: he was there. And then not just that, he was 10. So if you think about it, he spent 10 years of his life with someone who he saw every day. Right. He saw him every day. So, uh, it, it hit him very hard.
1: Who do they, who did they stay with down in San Diego? I'm sorry. Who do, who does uh who do your kids stay with? Oh, the they stay day?
2: with my dad right now. They stay with my dad. dad? Mhm. And it's like a, it's like a bachelor pad over <laughs> there. I mean <laughs> they they get they pretty much eat fast food. I mean it's uh it's pretty bad. I'm like, "Geez, I'm trying. That's why I want to get my son and get him here so he can get some home-cooked meals again. Make sure he always have, you know, the clean clothes cuz it's literally a bachelor pad." Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. At such a young age, man, um, it's gonna. It's it probably made them grow up really, really fast, dude. Mhm. You know. Um. So, out here, out here in San Diego, um, I remember, and the reason I want to talk about this is because I think it's important for uh, other women to to know what's happening. And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because we had previously spoken on mess on the messenger and DMs that. You were willing to talk about it, and we wanted to hear your story about how you survived domestic violence, man. I know that. Um. Uh, how? What were the first signs of that you knew something was up, or how did? Because I'm sure it was it wasn't like that from the get go. Like it wasn't, no. you know. Like or, or how, did uh, how did everything un, unravel? And I don't want to say. I personally won't say any names of individuals.
2: No. Yeah, I'm not gonna say no names either because. But let's just say that I met this person, I met him online, and we had so many friends in common, and then after talking to him online, this is before we met, talking to him online, I found out, hey, I went to high school with his sisters and cousins on his mom's side, and I, I worked, my first job was at Raleigh's Hamburgers, and I worked there with his, his cousins, their brothers, on his dad's side, and I just thought, what's the odds of that, you know, what's the odds of knowing two sides of his family. And then here I am meeting this guy. I mean, we actually thought it was like our paths were meant to cross and all that, you know, blah, blah. Um, so I think we rushed into it. And um, within six months, we got married. Um, so everything was fine. I didn't see no signs. You know, I thought, hey, this is the guy we were meant to be. I was thinking this is going to be forever until... So we got married on June 29th, um, it was 2013, and then literally July 7th was the first day he hit me, I mean, we're literally still on our honeymoon out in Vegas, and he hit me, and so it starts. It started with a slap, and him getting mad over a Facebook comment, and, you know, so social media played a big, big part in it, in him, and his jealousy, and then, I mean, it got to a point where then he started... Um, the violence started increasing, um, and escalating, so...
1: Was he, he, um, did he have any drinking issues where he was under the influence and stuff like that, or was it just something built up anger?
2: No, he was definitely an alcoholic, and what I didn't know at the time was that he was a heavy meth user, and, and was occasionally still smoking meth, and so... And he was smoking weed, too. But, you know. But, yeah, he definitely was an alcoholic. And um, that would, that played a big part of it, the violence. But, you know, it went from him starting to control me, um, taking over Facebook accounts, taking over my emails. You know, he just wanted to put me in a bubble. And then slowly but surely, you know, not wanting me to be talking to friends or anyone.
1: Um.
2: It was like an isolation. When the first,
1: okay, so, but prior to him striking you the first time, mm-hmm. there was still no indication that he no, had this no.
2: in him. He was like a so perfect what, gentleman, opening doors for me. I mean, like, treating me like a queen. It was just like, there was no indication. And was, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I we get married, and it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde comes out so of it.
1: Once, and, one, and once... Um, so I'm trying to understand, but I, more than anything, I, I, you know, I want to understand how you felt in that, after that one time, the first time that he struck you, I mean, I'm like, Oh my God, was, it, was that an accident or did he just really, what was the, what was your mindset like when it first I, happened? Honestly, I was shocked. Your mind?
2: Huh? I think I was just utterly shocked because no one has ever, ever put their hand on me before, before that happened. So. I think I was in total shock and disbelief that that ha- happened, and I and I didn't even know how to react to it because you're just in shock. I'm like, did he just do that? Right. And, and he just started going on a rant. It was just like literally Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. On, over Facebook. It's like something so petty. I mean, and if you think about it, I had Facebook before him. I mean, he would get mad over old comments, like from years ago. And it's like, really? You? I mean, he, he was never satisfied, even giving him my password. And, and I think at one time he made me do like the account, like a shared account with my name. <laughs> I mean, nothing was satisfying this guy.
1: He made you. He was like, if you want to do this, this is what yeah. you got to do.
2: I mean, he literally treated me like I was property. It was just, it was horrible.
1: That's bananas. You know, you know what's funny? Is that I, uh, I think I might have reached out to you on the messenger because.
2: Um, I think you remember that now that you mentioned that.
1: Yeah, I reached out to you on the messenger. I was like, dude, like, you know what's crazy? I, I think I told you that my cousin, one of my cousins from my, from my wife's side, Mm-hmm. ended up getting into that same relationship. Yeah. After after you guys had uh parted ways and I and I emailed you, you know or I sent you a message. You gotta let me know something because I got I think I got a family member that's involved and you were like telling her to get out now. You
2: yeah. remember? Yeah, I remember so,
1: Yeah, so so that was that was crazy man. Um did that when now that you um so you went through that experience. Did that change the way you actually look to towards uh, friendships with men, relationships with 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 men? I mean, how did that affect you with other 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 guys per se? Because this guy was a complete asshole. I'm sorry. I mean, excuse like, yeah. me.
2: Clearly, I'm looking for like the opposite now. I feel like I feel like now it's like a matter of doing a, a background check, a credit check. I mean, like a, a health check. I feel like it's just like all these things that you, like, you got to look for in a guy. Cause I'm like, I definitely, at my age, I'm not trying to get in the same thing that I was in. Right. I mean, it's just uh, cause um, just the abuse. That, I mean, it wasn't just physical, it was mental and it was emotional. I mean, it, and the end of the days it, it became torture. I mean, he literally held me captive and what do you mean? Uh,
1: what do you mean he held held you captive?
2: Like how? Um, so when I left San Diego, I pretty much left that marriage, but I, I had already filed for divorce. But he he what? followed me. He went to Georgia, and he did. He um, and me through the cycle of abuse. You know, I say, you know, let me just try again. Maybe a new scenery. Maybe change of you know giving him the benefit of the doubt again, I, I take him back, like, and, and honestly, I think a lot of my friends, like, were mad at me for taking him back, I, I, maybe I lost some friends, they just, but I just don't think they understand until you're, like, in those shoes, you just you don't understand, and I mean, I was actually raised Catholic, and my grandparents were married, I mean, they met in junior high, and they stayed married till death, do they part, and they really literally died loving each other like I believed in that and I just wanted to try one more time but it just it did not work out and I can't to to this day I don't even remember what we fought about because like always it's a petty fight but uh he held me captive he choked me um um and when I say like our fight started like let's just say our fight started at 9 p.m and the next day I don't show up to work, you know, you already got people wondering and, and I have already told some people what I'm going through. I mean, I had I had to have some type of um, security blanket, you know, like, hey, if you don't hear from me, you know, just know that something might be happening. And what happened is I had there's a S.O.S. on your phone where you can program some name and numbers. And I believe I, I had four names programmed. And I hit the SOS, and and they all called 911 for me, and the and the SWAT team actually came. No shit. Yeah. Wow.
1: Is this was this is this in the same home that you're at right now, or is it no? Somewhere?
2: This is a I was staying in an apartments when I first got here. Yeah, so it was out in Atlanta. Yeah, when the SOS actually basically sends your GPS coordinates, it sends a recording, and it takes pictures. So, um, my friends had forwarded it to the police department here. Out here it was the um, Sandy Springs Police Department. And, um, yeah, and the SWAT team actually came.
1: So, everything was caught on tape then and audio or what?
2: Um, a lot of it was, yeah.
1: Man, so, um, and you know what, dude? I'm, I'm asking these questions, dude, uh, because I think, not only because... It it shows how, I guess, how strong and powerful you were in that moment to like actually push that button or something like that. But I think people, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't want it to be something that brings you back to that moment. But I also do believe that when you talk about those things that you not only empower maybe other people that are listening to it, but you let them know that, hey man, don't be afraid to do it." It, it.
2: hmm exactly
1: when you were uh, when you were when you pressed that button
2: yeah and and also I just think it was I mean, the torture he put me through going through hours and hours of his rant I mean it was like non-stop verbal and physical abuse for hours it was just like it got to the point where I'm like enough is enough I can't take it no more I'm gonna press charges and I'm not gonna let it go this time
1: did you uh, did you end up pressing charges?
2: So I did end up pressing charges, um, but again, like he how, somehow he convinces me, telling me if I just let him go, that he will leave Georgia and leave me alone for the rest of my life. And I'm and I'm gonna be honest with you, even even though he did a lot to me, uh, I have a lot of scars and I've been wounded by him. I still had that heart saying. I don't want this guy to be in prison the rest of his life. I mean, he's a two-strike felon in the state of California. So Mm. had that happened in California, he literally would be facing life in prison. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. don't know if I just thought maybe he's going to change his way. I actually, I did. I dropped the charges on the contingency that he would leave the state of Georgia and sign my divorce papers to make it final. So he he did he did keep his part of the bargain and he left Georgia and he our divorce was finalized.
1: Cool man, got rid of that scumbag once and for all.
2: So I don't know that the part of me that forgives decided to forgive him, cause uh, and it's just there's more to the story of which I, I just it's too sensitive so I don't want to share it, That's but hard, hard. I I feel he went through something that. A lot of kids should not have to go through. So part of me felt feel bad for what he went through that caused him to be the way he is.
1: That makes sense. The only way that somebody it makes sense. I mean, unless you're a completely evil, evil person, um, a lot of the things that come out in our, as a, a that come out in our lives as adults is stemmed from a lot of the abuse and maybe the trauma that happened as children. So you're probably, yep. you're probably right about that. And I don't want to to ask and, and, you know, we'll tiptoe around that, but uh, the things that influence you as a child, the things that happen do take an impact in the end. Um, I still feel like I I saw the the death of my mom. And even though it wasn't as brutal uh, uh, or as sad, as tragic as something, it's still the loss of, of a family member, in which case I empathize with, because that definitely has to be something um that is constantly on on his heart. But uh then I'll tell you what man you you look like you've come a long way since then.
2: <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh I mean I truly came here to to change my life and I have I've done it and I feel very successful but you know I feel like there's more to be, you know, that I can do and I just I'm just looking to further succeed in life, you know.
1: Mhm. That's crazy. How often do you talk to your kids?
2: Um, almost every day, but mostly by text, cause you know how kids are nowadays. <laughs> they're so yeah. they're too busy for me, so everything's text. I I try to do a video call once a week. Right. But I'm I'm hoping Danny what stays. You-
1: yeah. What impression? Man, it's gonna be a tough one. Take him, take him out to the city and have <laughs> him look around. All right, don't don't leave him in the woods because if you're in the woods, unless you're gonna give him guns and teach him how to become a hunter, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to keep a youngster out there.
2: Yeah, but I was hoping that he would love this house. I mean, there's, I mean, he, t- Danny's a little like opposite of Tony. Tony's like the social guy, like Mister Popular, and Daniel was more of the homebody. So, I'm, I'm hoping he'll, like, you know, he'll see this as a better, uh, just a better way of life for him, mm. you know, than compared to how he's living at my dad's.
1: Yeah, he just graduated from high school, correct?
2: Yeah, class of 2020.
1: Tell that boy, tell that boy to
2: get
1: <laughs> One of those three colleges out there, man.
2: Oh, I'm hoping he goes to, uh, see, a lot of residents here in Georgia, they got, I don't remember the name, but a lot of kids out here go to school for free. He just has to be a resident. So if anything, I might let him take a year off to be, you know, to have that residency okay. and, then, wow. and, and put them into college out here. And that's my plan.
1: It's free college. Mm-hmm. If you're a resident. Yeah. Man, California will tax you on all this stuff, man. I know. So, so bizarre. No. That, that explains why people leave out of the out of the state to go to other colleges.
2: Yeah, I just, and I just think he'll. I mean, who's not gonna love this place? I mean, it's a big old house. So he's everything here. I, <laughs> I mean, he's gonna know, have his own bathroom.
1: <laughs> right now, I wish you were kind of on your phone. I wish you were, we were doing this on. Oh, I know. I mean, damn house. I want. I want to see the ins and outs of it. Hey, by the way, I did see your gym the other day. And I saw your, uh, that that guy that was punching the bag. Who is that person, first of all, before I...
2: That's my boyfriend, So Okay. (laughs) Did you tell
1: your boyfriend that he needed to wrap his hands and work on his technique?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I told him.
1: (laughs) All right, cool. Because even you, hey, I'm telling you. So, so I have... um, So, I've done... I've done a a, a lot of the, the the boxing, the kickboxing, the Muay Thai, and stuff like that. Um, I did it because uh, I was trying to get lose some weight, get physical. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna move this down here just because otherwise it's just gonna fall all the top. Of but um, but you want to make sure you wrap your hand, big. Yeah. time. And I'll tell you what, hitting that that bag, going for a run do it and, and, and i'm telling you and if you can grab yourself a jump rope do the jump rope the jump rope will kick your butt i promise you oh. are you still there because i think you froze oh okay. There. yeah okay <laughs> I, I, I keep getting still shots of you <laughs> i think i took a snapshot of that image can you still hear me There you are okay okay
2: all
1: right okay what's up with your wi-fi dude
2: <laughs> honestly i have the fast speeds. i don't know what's going on let's do some networking yeah,
1: hey. well maybe it's mine i mean i had to pick up the um uh i had to connect an ethernet because uh, the wi-fi in here in the storage room is uh, a little bit crazy so as i was saying man but that was a cool little gym that you that you got set up there man how are yeah. you go into the gym
2: uh, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't gone down there much because I have a fractured ankle that I'm still healing, and I have a hard time going down the basement stairs.
1: Right.
2: So, how did, bit, huh?
1: How did you fracture, fracture your ankle?
2: Uh, oh, uh, it was one of those thunderstorms out here, and I ran. Oh no, He's
1: breaking up, breaking up, breaking up. Can you still hear me? I'm going to wait. Hopefully, it, it comes back up. Okay. Oh. oh, there okay. you go. There you
2: are.
1: Oh, okay. God. <laughs> hey, this is the way these things go. Um. So, uh, when do you plan on coming back to San Diego? Do you plan on visiting? I mean, I, oh, you were, you were actually just here. Yeah, I was just you were right down the street from where we live, where we live, b- where Brenda's at. You oh, were really? to that Rocksteady Jamaican place. Is that what it's still called?
2: Oh, I, I remember that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, on, uh, on Market Street. Uh-huh. Boy, I, re- I remember you said, oh, I'm going to this uh, Rocksteady or whatever it's called on Market, Jamaican joint on Market Street.
2: Oh, is that by where she stays?
1: Yeah, we, li- yeah, we were actually having a barbecue around the corner and... Uh, I go in there and say what's up, at least you know get a hug from his max, and uh, and then I was like, ah, nah, she's probably there with the friends, the family. We'll let her enjoy, man. But, I actually but... ran into
2: Brenda a few times. Did she ever tell you like, we, i like we were going to the same nail salon.
1: Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah,
2: I would see her with her daughter every so often.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, they they, they like to go pamper themselves occasionally.
2: Yeah.
1: That's, that's hilarious, man. Man been such a long time it's it's crazy to hear uh your story and how how far you've come along and to see where you're at now dude honestly it's uh it's actually inspiring for me because you know i don't i don't feel like at least in my situation like i don't feel like i've accomplished much but it is very hard out here yeah i mean i I live in a small little apartment right here but 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 i live my in-laws property so we have little yeah. so I'm able to I'm I'm able to save money which is why we we're, we're constantly um trying, we're working on getting this house you know but uh it it is hard out here man but, uh, but to see the way that you've uh you've grown that's... you're constantly yeah. uh changed although I will say that when I talk when I listen to you uh, like a lot of it... it I go like, Oh yeah, she's still the same. Like but you're not. You you, know, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Like you were always very uh like I wouldn't say you were like the wild person. You were but <laughs> you always had like this demeanor about yourself and none of that has changed. Yeah. I like to so think that. So that's good that's good to see, man. Have you spoken to um how often have you talked to like Renee, Sarah and all of
2: I mean, I just saw them when I was out there. We spent oh, oh, that's right. you guys yeah, they gave Daniel his first shot, <laughs> celebratory <laughs> shot.
1: Oh, that's crazy, man! That's good for him, man. Yeah, I remember you saw you. Guys, I saw you guys there, and I I saw I saw Renee and no, I don't think I saw Sarah. It might have been Sarah. They had to have been Sarah, if I recall. But it, it was uh, I think what I meant to say was that it was Renee and the two and the two sons maybe, or son and daughter. They were in the uh they were in Hillcrest going to a pizza place because I was driving away from the hospital where my youngest brother was uh, stabbed and left to death to die and yeah. they somebody uh somebody called the ambulance and they were able to you know save his life yeah but uh he, he was crossing the road and like dude there was so much joy in my, in my heart when I, when I saw him you know, because I don't think I ever told Renee enough, man, um, how much these people meant, how much they meant to me. You know what I mean? Because as a kid, when you're growing up, and especially when you're younger, it's kind of like looked upon as uh, I kind of, I, I don't even want to use the term, but uh, very soft. We'll say it's, it's kind of yeah, soft. Yeah, it's yeah. like tell another man that, hey, dude, like, like, hey, I love you or things like that, you know? But, man, I can honestly tell you um, that I love that family. I love Renee. I love Kenny. Yeah. I love uh, Pete. Uh, Frank and John, man, I, I can't say enough about those guys, man. Um, I know,
2: I know exactly how you feel. I mean, that family showed me love. I, I grew up dysfunctional, you know, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I they taught me love, and that's straight up, like you know. Yeah, they taught man. me what love is all about, what family is all about. That's how I learned it. You know, you, I think when we're young and we go through experiences, we take what we learn and we incorporate it into our life because I took those values and I incorporated it into my life
1: I believe that that family um, structured um how do you say it? Un- subconsciously structured a lot of the a lot of the things that I do around my family, my kids
2: yeah I
1: catch, I constantly catch myself using terms that uh, Martin senior used you know yeah. with Frank you know you know, yeah. like, easy killer, easy, you know, yeah. that, like, I used that with my boys a lot, like, easy uh, yeah, killer, yeah. you know, uh, little, little, little phrases, man, and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it just, it, I can't, I can't say it enough, man, I'm excited uh, to to get with, get back to these guys on a, uh, in a couple weeks,
2: yeah, that'd be cool,
1: throw, and throw up, uh, a that, podcast and i'm hoping i'm hoping that it's a it's a it's a fun one hey but i wanted to share a, a moment about kiko that i have and 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 it was uh i remember it was uh for whatever reason um i i, I was i was young so there was, there was a bunch of them but one of one of the ones that stands out the most is where he came up to me one day and he goes he goes hey walt what are you doing what do you what do you do are you doing? it was like a saturday morning he goes, what are you doing today man and I'm like, I'm like, what, like 17, 18 years I'm like, dude, I don't, nothing. Nothing, what yeah. do I got? Go, I don't got nothing going on. And he goes, uh, he goes, uh, let's go for a ride. And I was like, all right, man. And, and you know what, to me, Max, to be with Kiko, man, that made me feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Kiko had a present.
2: Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Everybody respected him. Everybody mm-hmm. knew him. Uh, I mean, he wasn't like like this. I mean, at least in my eyes, like, I never saw him, like, like, I knew he had the gangster side in him, you know, because he used to always tell me, like, hey, Walt, man, there's nothing down there than being a gangster. (laughs) That's what he used to tell me, man. (laughs) And I would be like, okay, Uh, yeah, man. And honestly, I hung on to those words a lot, dude. Like, to this day, like, I still wear, like, my dickies and and my my chucks, and and I always (laughs) remember, like, Kiko's like, man, Kiko said, Kiko said that there was nothing sicker than being a gangster, you know? (laughs) <laughs> and I, I share these stories with my with, uh, with my wife and my kids. But I remember he told me um, he goes, hey, let's go for a ride. I go, yeah, let's go. So he took me to the Spring Valley Swap Meet. We <laughs> went to the Spring Valley Swap Meet and we walked from the we went from the entrance, we walked all the way down to the beer garden. <laughs> and we just <laughs> sat in the beer garden and we and we right? I, to-
2: I totally see and that up.
1: Yeah, and and, uh, and he, and, you know, he would send me to go buy uh like little packages of uh, rice crackers, you know, and we sit and we just sat there <laughs> and just eat rice crackers and and uh and sip on a, a sip and drink away, man, and then we drove home, and uh, he would just be bumping his music, his old school music, Rodgers, Dad, whatever he had going on, and uh, and I remember that day clearly because I was like, man, this guy. Man, this is a G, man. I, I, so I love, I love kicking it with him. Um, I have plenty of memories. I also got. I remember uh, when he walked in. Uh, you know, I used to kick it with the man John, so we all be in the room. And I remember he opened the door one day and he threw a grenade in the house. He <laughs> 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 had a grenade, in the, so he 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 pulled the pin. I jumped. I damn near almost crapped my pants, man, because, you know, <laughs> I, I was, we were probably, like, high or drunk or something, and and the only thing I saw was a grenade flying at us, and he was dying laughing, and yeah. remember his That certain laugh that he had where he, like, you know, because he's a big yeah. boy, so he would, like, yeah. have to catch a breath, you know? And uh, i yeah, I just never forget it, man. But there's a there's a bunch of cool little stories. Yeah. Uh, here goes one. This is not one that I'm proud of but this is one that is real. At 14 years old, he comes up to me and he goes, hey man, you want to do some of this? And I go, what, <laughs> you want to do some of this? And, I, and I'm looking at him like, what is that? And he has, um, well, let me, I, yeah, I'm going to say it. He has methamphetamines, <laughs> <laughs> he lined right. up on, on the TV. And I go, what? And he goes, don't say nothing, but if you want it, there it is. And I go, "Now nah, I'm cool. And I walk away, and then when I walk away, I'm like, man, Kiko probably thinks I'm a punk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I went back in there, and that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I remember drinking, uh, him buying us our, our our beer, dude. Just doing kids that kids do, man. Doing yeah. Stuff that kids do, you know. But but that's a good memory. And then John, do you have any good memories of John?
2: Uh, I think, like, what I, the, my fondest memories of him and how much love he had for that darn bird and his little dog. How and, I that
1: bird, man? <laughs> yeah.
2: And then I can't even remember these animals' names. But also, That's I just remember his love of Wu-Tang Clan. Oh,
1: yeah. I always
2: remember that. Oh,
1: dude, I, I was bumping some Wu-Tang before, uh, before you came on.
2: Uh. <laughs>
1: Sorry, that was a that was our crew man. That was our jam, our our our, our, our rap group, you can say.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: it, isn't that weird, man? because even because see, I never knew, I didn't know John um, from high school, because I was in middle school. Yeah. It wasn't until after he graduated that you know that he was around more often. So it was like, oh, so this is John. Because I, I, you want you want to hear a, a funny story, and I'm gonna ask him name if he, see if he remembers oh. it. Um. So, you know, we used to hang out in in uh, in Renee's room. Yeah. And we, there used to be uh, allegedly allegedly there was uh, uh some activity <laughs> going on around there.
2: Yeah, I remember.
1: Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. and I remember that uh, Sarah was started Sarah started hanging out with us a little. I before. I,
2: I, I introduced often. her to I went th- we went to high school together. So hey, Sarah, I, introduced, right? I introduced her to Renee. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, well, you did, but check this out. I like to take some credit uh, for this as well. All right. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. So Sarah used to come around and hang out with us, uh, allegedly, and um, <laughs> and, and and we would and we would hang out. And then one night, and you know, we would all hang out. We would stay in Renee's room till freaking midnight, two, three in the morning. And and then one day. Sarah was there, and she goes, all right, um, she goes, all right, Renee, well, I'm going to leave, and she goes, all right, guys, but it was weird, because she said Renee's name, and she goes, all right, guys, to us, so I go, oh, like, I'm like, I don't know, it, it's kind of, it was, it was strange, you know, yeah. so I, so she, oh, man, i go walking home, and he's like, I, he, I don't know, I don't remember what he said. But then John was like, "Man, man don't be dumb. Like, walk her home." And then, and and I remember he got up, like slowly, he got up, he put on a sweater, and <laughs> and then he walked out with her, and he walked her home. If I tell you that that's the last time I saw Renee, that's the last time I saw Renee. <laughs> <laughs> well. so, so I was like, I, so that's that's how. Uh, me and John became really good friends. Because <laughs> was my original homie.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know? Rene well, Rene John is my... the first person that got me drunk. I remember that. <laughs> I remember... Yeah, I remember waking up not knowing if we messed around. <laughs> oh, that's a true story. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Yeah, I don't remember where Geekko was. I just remember me and John drinking. I don't remember what... I don't even remember what we were drinking. <laughs> But I he passed out.
1: Yeah. Well I, well, I, I tell you what, man. Uh, that was I, I remember that, and I, like I said, man, me and John became really good friends. Like, a, like he was like my big brother. And but what was funny was that it, originally it was it was me and Renee. like Renee, me and yeah. Renee were running, around. we were going around, we'd go to the park and we'd go hang out, we'd go say what's up to P. and we'd go to Marcos' house, uh, to Tony's, uh, Reese's house and we would go visit, uh, uh uh I'm trying to think of his name I uh, Sailor Joseph Joe uh, Oh yeah Joe Yeah you know and um and we would go hang up, hang out with them on on on, on I believe that Sunnyside. On Sun- I Sunnyside.
2: think so. Sunny
1: Side And, and uh, but yeah man that I I swear to you man that's probably the last time I really got to see uh see <laughs> oh, the man. Yeah. we just saw him come home like to to hang out go to sleep shower up he'd leave and that was that was that was it until this day they are together man and and I go it's funny that you say hey, uh you you introduced them but I feel like I kicked them towards the <laughs> towards, <laughs> towards the final to make the move yeah but that's, that's a funny, funny story, man. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to them now. When we're here, I'm gonna be like, dude, is, that, is this the way it happened or is this what I recall? <laughs> I could have it wrong. I could have it wrong, yeah. man. But I, I remember telling them, man, hey, go walk her home. Walk her yeah. home. You know? Don't want to walk out there by yourself. And I cause she wasn't there for dude, she wasn't there for John Rye. You know what I mean? Like you can yeah. tell that, that it was like, okay. Like, yeah. But <laughs> that's but, that, funny. but that's a funny that's a funny little story that I have uh, of them, man.
2: Yeah. Those are good, the good old days.
1: So crazy, man. So so crazy, man. So man, uh, this is this is this is how the the podcast works, man. Usually it's it's a lot nicer when it's like in person. Yeah. But to even to to have a little video to be able to see you, Mags, was was pretty cool, man. I I appreciate it, man. Um, That's cool. So what kind of what kind of uh, we, we might even kind of just. Ended with, with with this, but obviously the name of the, the podcast is State of Course S D, but I emphasize uh, a lot on the State of Course. State of Course, especially the way that I I like the definition, is is uh, is basically using the context of war. State of Course is used in the context of war, and then basically means to stay on track, to pursue everything. And anything, despite conflict, despite um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, What's other word? I can't even think of it. Uh, Conflict or or uh, criticism. Mm -hmm. Continue to press on. How? What kind of? what, What do you think was the driving force in your life to continue to stay your course despite? the history of what you've experienced in your life.
2: I think it, um, my children played a dramatic influence in my choices and that I wanted a better life for them and us. And I knew that I I wasn't going to get it in San Diego. Uh, you know, single mom, even when I was in that marriage temporarily, I mean, he was not offering me what a husband should offer, you know, a wife. So I wasn't getting it, his financial Mm -hmm. support. So I knew that I had to make this drastic decision. And if it took leaving the only home I knew, I knew I had to do what I had to do to make sure I can um, give my kids everything that I want them to be able to have and more, you know. Because I did rely a lot on Giko back in those days, you know. He was providing... And I wanted to be able to provide and not live that check to check scenario. So, when I made that decision to leave, I knew that was the best decision of my life. And when I, even when I chose to, re, you know, to retire, I, that's the best decision of my life because I'm sitting here here now in my big home, and and I wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't make those decisions. I might still be renting at my age, you know. So I knew I had to do what I had to do to get. To accomplish everything that I've accomplished, and and trust me, when I first applied for that home loan, I was turned down. So mm. I was very determined um, to fix my credit, and I did it in 45 days. Literally mm. 45 days, I went from a no to getting approved. So
1: real quick, since we're on that, what did you? What steps did you take to get that credit that credit cleared up? Just paying off your debts or what?
2: Uh, well, first step is I downloaded Credit Karma. I wanted to see what exactly what they were looking at. You know, obviously I looked at the the copy of the um, credit. They go by three. They go by the three credit reporting agencies, and they go by your median score, which is the you know whichever is the middle score. You know, they don't. You have a low, you have a high, and you have a middle. They're going to use your middle, and I knew I had to bring that score up. So I I looked at the credit report. I looked at Credit Karma and so for example i had a hit from at and i knew i had to take that off because i knew they weren't focusing on the the medical i knew they were going to focus on anything that was like a utility bill or a cell phone mm-hmm. bill um something like that or a credit card like they're going to focus on those things so i also made sure that the two credit cards i had i made sure that my I did not spend my credit limit that they were less than half. Actually, I kept it on 10%. So what I mean by that is if like, for example, let's say you have a credit card and it has a 300 credit limit
0: mm-hmm.
2: that you're not spending more than 10% of that credit mm-hmm. card, You but you want to be making purchases. So I'll buy gas or I'll buy gr- and then I'll pay it right back. So mm-hmm. you want to keep your income to debt ratio low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to eliminate certain debt. So um, a good way to put it is, like, basically, you want to live, like, they call it 50-30-20. Um, Have you heard of that? 50-30-20? I've
1: never heard of that. Break it
2: down. Need, need, want, and savings. You got to live that kind of life. You got to know what, what's your needs, and they take up 50%. What do you want that takes up 30 and 20% Um, Savings. So um, Mm -hmm. just keep in mind that, you know, a debt's a debt and an asset is something you own and you want to lean towards having assets. So uh, as much debt as you can eliminate um, increases your wealth. And and Mm then I started thinking that philosophy ran in my head and I started living in my life like that. So that was my goal, eliminate debt, Um, put more money in my savings account. Um, at minimum, at least like a, a, you you should have at least a thousand dollars in your savings. Right. Uh, you you want to you want to get towards that, right? And mm-hmm. I couldn't do that living in San Diego. That's the honest truth. I needed every dollar. It's so
1: hard um, out here. Man.
2: It's very hard, and so sometimes I think there's a point in our life where we have to decide: Is this where you you know? Do you want to stay here? Can you get? The, will you have that kind of life? Yeah, I did what I had you to know, do to get know. the life I want.
1: Boom, you're, you're there. you, you yeah. You've uh, you ran your marathon, and you're getting towards that finish line, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, for some people, you can probably say that you've already hit the finish line because you're pensioned, you're retired, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. See, I just got hired with the school district, which uh, to me is probably the best job I've had, not because of the money that I make there. Yeah. Because I don't make a lot. I, I, I do well, Yeah. but the benefits, the health the
2: benefits. The benefit. that matters. Are Gold,
1: gold. I, I got a kid with hard, hit, with hard of hearing, and, uh, and
2: you know, do you have four hundred one
1: k? We do not have a four hundred one k because we do get pension. Oh, okay. So that's so
2: that's some companies offer both. That's some will okay. offer both. That's a plus, and some like some don't offer pension. Some only offer four hundred one k. So yeah, it's it,
1: it's so hard. I think a lot of the city jobs uh, here in California, they all lost their pension like maybe a few years back. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. But San Diego uh, unified school district still has it. And I think uh I th- I believe I'm already vested because I think it's five years. It's yeah. either five or ten. So it's if five it's ten, I still got pretty
2: it. standard. Five years is pretty standard right. for companies.
1: Right. So uh, I think five years is uh is the divestment. and if not, then I got a few more years with with ten. But uh for the most part, uh, I'm grateful for the pension. I just gotta do my I just gotta do my twenty. Probably to try to do more. I'm 40, so by the time I'm 60, definitely not where where I thought it was gonna be. But I mean, that you get your full your full wages um, till you, till you go. You know what I mean?
2: Mhm. And then the only other thing I can think of is like if you can start a business, you gotta get your um, EIN number. You gotta get a business account so you can have the tax savings.
1: So check this out. So this actually this podcast is actually uh, under the LLC now
2: okay so this, be- that's good. this
1: has become a, a, a limited liability corporation okay. which i think is amazing because now all the equipment that i have I, i've spent thousands of dollars now yeah. um now i get to write that off i get to write yep. off uh, my my rent here uh, part of my rent for my office my See? workstation
2: you're thinking um, smart
1: part of, but it took me i had to talk to some guy uh, on, on, the, on the previous podcast that makes money off of eBay Making oh, me right. off eBay. Yeah. So after the conversation that uh, after the eBay conversation, he goes, Hey man, let me talk to you after the podcast. I go, Yeah. And he just broke down some knowledge to me because I'm a, I, I didn't know, dude. I, didn't, I was like, I'm I was like, dude, I'm doing this for as a hobby. I'm doing this for fun, which is true. But he told me you're doing it wrong. He looked at me, he goes, You're doing it wrong. He said, You got to go get yourself an LLC license, uh, business license. Once you do that, you can actually go to the bank and get a business account. You know, so now you know you start putting some money in, in into the into the business account, and all of a sudden now you have a credit that's starting to build. Yep. Right. Oh, crap. Yep. So, um, you know, things are things are changing, but it's 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 still a little confusing, and I still have a lot to learn. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm on the right track with this podcast. If I choose to use this as a business, which I think I will, I w- I just wanted to be consistent. I wanted to keep putting out material, content for people to view. And hopefully, in the in the future, you know, we can get work on sponsorships and stuff like that. But in the meantime, it definitely is a good way for um, for me to do some tax work and 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 you know, do the business side of it.
2: Yep, yep. So it's way Maggie. It. I'm
1: learning. I'm learning. It took me a long time, but I'm learning it.
2: Uh, you're getting there. Hey, I started late too. Look at me. I I wasn't a homeowner until I was what 44. <laughs>
1: Awesome, dude. Well, honestly, in all in all honesty, Mags, I'm super happy for you, and I hope you do get your Mags Cafe. Uh, once you do the Mags Cafe, maybe I'll send you my uh my ingredients for my homemade pizzas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because that, I, I'm actually I'm looking. To, I want to get an a brick uh a trailer. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. With,
1: with the brick with the fire. What is it? Firewood brick oven or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I definitely want to wanna try that and see if I can sling some pizzas on the block.
2: Yep. That'd be
1: so, dope. Yeah, man. Well, Mags, thank you t- so much for uh, so, giving us a little so bit of insight in your life. Uh, I'm super <laughs> happy, that happy that you're successful. You're, make you're, make you're it, giving me so much hard, homework, sometimes, bro. It's hard for <laughs> other people to be happy for people that are yeah, successful, especially when you're not. <laughs> too much homework here with this podcast, so you're going to have to work with me if it doesn't come out on Wednesday, okay? Because I, I, I'm going to have to put everything together. <laughs> Right. Well, anyways, uh, I, was, I was saying that sometimes it's hard to be happy for people that are successful uh, when you're not in the same place as other people that are successful. But I genuine genuinely am. I can say this because uh, I believe that even though we haven't seen each other for such a long time, uh, I believe that we can uh, say that uh, that even we have a cool relationship, and that I'm proud of you, dude. So I want I'm you to proud know that.
2: Of you. Thank you, you thank you so much. a good family man. I see it, you know. Uh,
1: I, dude, I don't have riches. I don't have a lot of wealth, nags. But my wife is beautiful. I have two handsome kids, two handsome boys. Um, I'm getting emotional just thinking about this. Um, it's the best thing that has happened to me. I at one point I was very. Uh, I went through some depression as well here, and, and I think it was just because. I was so caught up in what do people, do people look, I was trying, I was too busy thinking about what other people thought of me as far as the value of my success. Yep. You know what I mean? And where I, man, I'm 40 years old and I'm still renting, kind of like what you're talking about. And I'm like, dude, like, man, my dream was to have owned my house by the time I was 30. But for, but when 30 came along, I said, you know, 30, when 30 came along, I was like, you know what? 35 is going to be good. And then at thirty-five, I had the money for a house payment. And for whatever reason, I, I, I got fed up with working at the job that I had, that I was like, you know what, I've got the money. I'm gonna I'm gonna take two weeks off, I'm gonna quit my job, um, and, and I'm gonna take two weeks off and I'm gonna go get work. And when I cashed out, you know, I cashed my money out, uh, it took me a whole year to find work, so I burnt through my, my savings. Yeah. And I and I saw my dreams of becoming a homeowner just kind of like away. Ooh, slip away. Slip yeah. away. And it has been so hard to find the motivation now. So I get tired now when I come home from work. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, uh-huh. You know, so so I I saw it slip away and I felt like a failure. I felt like I made a terrible mistake by leaving that job uh in in the beginning. You know, now I'm I'm cool with every decision that I've made. I've learned to live with it, with my mistakes. I've learned to live with my challenges. I've learned to live with uh, my successes as well, and and that's what I try to focus on now. Yeah. But it took me a long time. But it it, it, it it I spiraled out of control for a while, and uh, now just so for if me you, to, to see you say that if, again.
2: If if you if your goal is that house, you got to do what I wanted. I wanted that house so bad, I spoke it into existence. Speak it into existence and and it will will manifest itself. Yeah, I I believe in that.
1: That's exactly what's happening, that's exactly what we're working on.
2: Because keep in mind, keep in mind, I I got approved for my house and I did did not have a job, I was retired and I got my house. So, well, I think if it's your dream, it can happen. You just gotta set your mind and mind to it. Yeah, come true. I
1: love it. I love it. Next. Thank you so much for being on here with me for for the the multiple sessions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I appreciate it, Mags. I say this with all due uh, respect, man. I love you. I love, I love you too. Uh, I don't bro. know your boys. I love your boys. And, and I know that it sounds weird because we don't have like a tight, tight thing, but man, we grew up together. I can see it. I can say it that way. Uh, you're like and, family. Uh, you're yeah, like so family. It's a family thing. It's a family thing. So, Mags, thank you so much. Uh, go out and enjoy Georgia. Go shoot your gun. Uh, uh, do not kill yeah. any.
2: Nah, nah, responsible.
1: And if you want to kill a pigeon, eat that thing. But don't kill an eagle or a hawk. All right, those are those are <laughs> cool nah, dinosaurs. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. And uh, I don't know your I don't know your boyfriend, but tell the dude I said what's up. Tell him uh, okay. I said to to uh, to wrap his hands when he hits the punching bag, and to keep his hands up. One hand up. When he throws the punch, so if he throws his right hand up across the bag to keep his left hand up, and if he throws the left to keep his right hand up, always by the cheekbone.
2: Um, got it.
1: All right, <laughs> right, right. Max. Take care. And of course, podcast, and we
0: are out of here. Love Ow. you, Max. See ya. Love you. Bye.
2: Bye. <laughs>